There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Seth Dietlin is a human potential activator and a new thought leader. He is a conscious filmmaker, content creator, certified hypnotherapist, angel psychic medium, and energy healer. As an angel communicator himself, Seth's message focuses on their revelations and guidance for humanity in heralding the new earth, a collective conscious revolution, and the transformational process that humanity is currently experiencing. As someone who's often been described as an earth angel myself, this connection with Seth took me on a meditative journey as we explored the messages from angels. If you're someone who's curious about whether angels are trying to reach you, do not miss this. Welcome, Seth, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm so excited to be with you. You're joining us from California. Uh, Could you go ahead and tell us who you are and what you do? Well, I am a human potential activator, and I use various tools to do that. And it started out, of course, by discovering an ability that I have to communicate with the angels. And that discussion or the ability to communicate with them led to their guiding me to energy healing modalities and to utilize what we commonly know of as hypnosis or a quantum healing technique. Mm. What I've evolved to learn how to do is to employ any one of those tools or a combination thereof to activate people into the greatest version of themselves. And what I mean by that is that right now in the world that we live in or the reality that we live in, We're leaving a left brain or a finite or a very linear construct in the collective and moving into something that's more quantum and expansive. So we're doing that individually and the collection of all of us doing that is happening collectively and they all play with each other. So as we're learning to step into that more powerful version of ourselves, which is our awareness, or we initially access it through intuition, then what I've learned to be able to do is to guide people into a part of ourselves that we're already familiar with on some level, and to 
introduce people to a greater level of that and help them understand how to utilize that to live a more powerful version of their lives. Now, you are talking my language, can I just say, um, <laughs> and there's so much to unpack right there. Um, so uh, t- talking with the angels, um, how on earth did you first find that you could do that? Good question. And I knew that I was speaking your language because I could see that in your show or experience that by listening to it. And definitely, even though I use the word human potential activator, that is in fact what you are as well. Mm. And those words are very powerful because it helps us understand that we aren't just intuitives or angel channels or hypnotherapists or energy healers or EFT practitioners or anything like that. We're actually human potential activators because we're guiding humanity to live a version of themselves that they haven't lived before. Mm. At least not in thousands and thousands or of recorded history, if ever. Mm. There is a sense that possibly these things happen in cycles, so we wouldn't say ever, ever. But if we were to use thousands of years of recorded history, we're enabling or empowering humanity to move into a period where we're going to have access to power that we wouldn't normally believe via historical record that we even have access to Mm. personally and collectively. And so the angels, yes, everyone loves that story, right? (laughs) And I always love to joke a little bit about it because when I had what would have appeared to be my first adult encounter with the angels, I thought it was crazy. I wasn't really sure what took place. And so for anyone in the audience who is wondering, because you believe that you're being communicated with by your angels, I can tell you it's absolutely true. And of course, I said to myself at the time, I'm never going to tell anyone about this because they'll think I'm crazy. (laughs) And now I'm going on podcasts (laughs) and talking about it. So that's Mm. the funny part of that. And speaking in terms of this shift in consciousness for each of us individually and collectively, that is the purpose that they are able to come to us and have a more tangible relationship with us, where they aren't just sort of waiting in the wings and watching us. And if we go unconscious in an automobile accident, they'll come to us and tell us that everything's going to be okay or whisper where the car keys are when we've lost them kind of thing. They're wanting to guide us through our everyday as we make this shift from being more linear in nature to more quantum in nature. And so when they first came to me, it was in a little bit of a meltdown that I had. And I was in one of those situations, and this is two plus decades ago, where I really actually wanted just to go back to wherever it is that we came from. I had a quite a bit of a meltdown in my life in all fronts which is commonly known as the dark night of the soul or that awakening moment. And when this took place, I realized, oh, you know what I'm asking? And of course, I asked for it the easy way. I said, hey, God, when I go to sleep, can you just take me back and I don't have to wake up? I wasn't going to do anything about it. (laughs) But uh, I suppose that's courageous or not. I don't know. But 
I wasn't going to do anything to make it happen. And I didn't want anything treacherous to occur in order to make that happen. So I just asked if I could just be lifted out of the body. And the minute I asked, I realized right away, it was a hard pass on God's half. So it wasn't going to happen. So I said, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Then bring in those angels. I want to actually talk to them. I want to actually see them. I don't want them to be hidden from me anymore. And of course, all of a sudden, I felt something touch me. I felt a voice come inside, say, Seth, it's not only going to be okay, it's going to be better than okay. My dog and cat were in the room. They jumped up in the bed. They looked around. They could sense their presence. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then the next day, when I was wondering whether that was imagined or not, I heard, hello. I was like, hello. And it's the sort of way that you hear it inside, not audibly, but you hear it inside. Mm. And for those in the audience who would assume that they're speaking to angels or want to speak to them a little bit more, you know, that voice will speak to us in second person. And we don't realize that we're being guided by our angels when we hear them say, wait a few minutes before you leave, or go email that person, or you should call your cousin today. Mm. And it is in that second person voice that we hear them. But it's so natural to us that we don't even realize that it's happening. Well, it was in that moment that I blatantly realized that that second person voice that I'd heard all my life was my angels. I was like, oh, okay. So I engaged with it a little bit more and discovered eventually they would reveal to me things that would happen just to introduce me to our communication or reintroduce me to our communication and then when I did fully realize and accept that it was real, and that happened in an experience where I was getting a lot of feathers and coins that was coming across my path, you know, as signs. Mm. And I had a mailbox at a post office in Laguna Beach, California. And I was leaving the post office and I literally saw a white feather manifest in thin air in front of me. And at this point, I was like, I guess this is what they could do. And I saw the feathers start to drift to the left of me. And even though I had been checking my mailbox at that post office for seven years, I didn't realize that through that alley was a little metaphysical bookstore named the Chakra Shack. And I looked at it and I realized I was being guided to it. So I looked in the window and there were profiles of intuitives and psychics that work there. And there's one in particular that it mentioned that she worked with the angels. It mentioned that she worked on Tuesdays between two and six, and it happened to be 2.25 PM on Tuesday. So I knew I was supposed to go speak to her. So I walked in and asked, hey, is Chris available? It's her name. There was a scratched out mark on the calendar to tell you how long ago this was. So they wrote it down on like a little calendar at the 2.30 slot. And the woman behind the counter said, it's funny. You must have been guided in here by the angels because somebody just canceled this slot. And I said, okay. And I go back and I speak to her and without giving her any context for the situation, she knew that the angels had just come into contact with me. She could see them around me. And she mentioned that, I had a life purpose related to communicating with them. And that's what they revealed to me. 
She also knew that I was going in and out as to whether uh, I should probably check myself in or if this really was a gift of being able to communicate with the angels. And once it was legitimized in that experience, I asked them what they wanted me for. And they said, are you willing to lose everything that you have to do your work with us? It sounded like an adventure. And I was already successful and did very well financially with a real estate business. And even letting go of that didn't seem as much of a loss to me as a sort of an adventure of being able to work with angels. And I said, sure. And then they said to me, your world is going to change. It's going to become like heaven on earth. And that's what we refer to as the new earth. And all of the constructs, they didn't say it that way. They spoke to me telepathically, but that all of the constructs that you believe serve humanity do not and they will be destroyed in this process. They will literally collapse upon themselves. And they're referring to our governmental systems, our uh, fiat currency systems, and the banking system, and all of that. The wars, the military-industrial complex, and everything that is linear. And uh, they said that every person will have a spiritual awakening, and that once you're all living from this place of spiritual awakening, your world will look completely different. There will be no more poverty. And now that I understand the way that the fiat currency system is, I can see it as the system that creates the poverty in the world. Mm. And I can see how its elimination will create abundance for all. And all of the systems that they told me would be coming down. They said that we would discover a source of energy that's renewable, that's in the basically in the air, and we would not have any need to burn oil or to buy energy from someone else. Because I always knew that there's no reason that we should be, for example, paying for gasoline because it's a resource like air that belongs to the planet. And they mentioned that these kind of changes would happen, that we would have the ability to heal our bodies with our minds and we wouldn't therefore need uh, to put uh, complex compounds or pharmaceuticals in our body in order to heal or protect them. We'd be able to do that with the power of our higher mind. And so they begin to explain to me what the new earth looks like and the process to get there. And they mentioned that there would be a lot of us that would be activated by angelic forces to be able to guide this process, guide the earth through this process. And in the last several years, I really noticed that being very activated. And of course, up until the great shutdowns of 2020, I found myself occasionally sharing a bit about what the angels would share with me. But it was such a horribly irrelevant conversation. Nobody could understand the new earth or the dying off of the old structures or anything like that. It seemed like a very far-fetched plan. And occasionally, if I did ever reveal anything of that nature, I would just say, you know, what I had heard or what I knew. 
people would say, oh, this will never happen in our lifetime. This is something that's going to take thousands of years. I said, I don't think so, because I have every reason to believe that if the angels came and activated a bunch of people like me, not just me, but a bunch of people like me, that there is a plan to make this happen very soon. And then when uh, 2020 rolled around and in January, before the lockdowns, the angels mentioned that the destruction phase of the old was about to be activated. And so then three months later, when the shutdowns happened in March, I was like, oh, here it comes. Mm. And so I was asked by them, you know, when March rolled around, not to use certain languaging or giving it energy, you know, the name that sounds like mandemic, mm. uh, saying those kinds of words. Instead, they refer to that as an ascension portal. So how I understand our work, and that's you and me and those of us like us, is that we're here because we have been made privy to the plan before it was unfolding. And we're here to illuminate the way forward for humanity during this time. And we do that sometimes by teaching classes, by teaching people how to access their consciousness, by working one-on-one -on -one with them, by working with healing energy or hypnosis. All of these different ways that we use these tools and modalities are ultimately just to actually be a little bit of an usher and just sort of shine humanity, you know, to the direction that we're going. Mm, and it's uh, it's just so fascinating um, that that whole story on how aligned every step of it is that it's it's all in, all intended, you know. And yeah, um, I actually had um, a guest on the show some time ago um, who actually does these sessions where you connect with the angels and I, I had a session with her and uh, she said to me that I, I basically was sent here as an earth angel um, mm -hmm. to bring all these other people um, to, to, to this cause um, for people to actually open their mind and to think about, you know, all the decisions we make and how we can potentially change the world. And so every person that is on this show that is is brought to this cause is is drawn by an angel, and I don't just pick anyone for this show. Um, and and people might think, oh yeah, you just have anyone on here. I don't. Um, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't align and the energy is not there, I, I simply don't publish it. That's as simple as it is. Um, and I just know by looking at someone and reading their energy whether that's going to work or not. And people just like I don't know how you do it, but. It works every single time. And the energy, um, even though we're on opposite sides of the world right now, it's like we're in the exact same room. And people I are agree. like, I don't know how you do that where you basically make time and time and, you know, space stand still. And it's basically what happens. <laughs> I'm getting chills up and down <laughs> my spine. And, of course, when you mention the earth angel aspect, I felt my heart being activated because I'm aware of a few things that we're experiencing, especially recently. And this is going to be helpful for your audience that's listening. And this is speaking, yes, directly to you in the audience. We are finding ourselves experiencing being in the presence of other people who have also broken free of the confines of the logical or linear mind, 
for the most part, we still have to contend with it from time to time and are really living from awareness. And when we engage with these expansive others of ourselves, we find ourselves getting what I call consciously high or consciously drunk. There's definitely a visceral activation that occurs. And when we do these podcasts with each other and there is alignment, then yes, there is an energy aspect of this too, where through the quantum field, no matter when you're listening to this or where you are in the world, you're receiving an energy healing and an energy activation from the angels. And to speak to the earth angel aspect, I formed a company in Arizona, in the United States. I'm from California, but I formed it in Arizona for the purpose of it being Sedona business, Sedona, Arizona, if you know of that place. And it is called Earth Angels International because one of the things that the angels let me know that I would be doing early on is that I would be empowering and leading a group of other, what you say, earth angels. And that term earth angels is very special. It's not just a pet name for those that are enlightened or have these gifts that have the visionary aspect to themselves that can see humanity's potential and is willing to be in this dimension, which is very constricting for us, and to be able to walk in this journey. And I do acknowledge that this is an illusion and a simulation. I also acknowledge that many of us, and this again will be speaking directly to you in the audience that's being activated, many of us are from the angelic realm and we did come here to earth. This is not necessarily our native home. And so that term earth angels is a terminology that can also refer to people who are activated here into their higher potential can also refer to those who are of the quantum kingdoms that have taken a body during this time to be of service. Mm. Yeah. And, and again, that just blows my mind on how, like just us having this conversation right now, that was all scripted in time it, you know yeah. it was all meant to be every single minute that, yeah abs- absolutely <laughs> yes and you know when you are not of this earth in that sense and i'm speaking to the audience again directly to you that is listening to this you know that you are what you could call an earth angel in many of different ways. One, love is your primary language. You know how to use love. You know how to channel love, meaning you know how to utilize it. You know how to create with it. Love is your default setting. The whole greed and war and money thing, you're really, really puzzled as to how that gets to be part of the equation. Not to mention how it is that certain people in the world could profit from selling its resources and how there could be uh, pernicious usury in a banking system. Like these things do not make sense to you. And in fact, earth angels 
will have a lot of difficulty with relationships because of their default setting of love and very often can't see when people who don't have full access or used to love come into their world. They just assume that everyone is a loving being that is constantly connected to the laws of love. And another is they either will find that wealth or money isn't important or they'll struggle with money Mm. because they don't understand how to use it. From where we come from, we use love as a way of creating whatever is meant to be created. And we have very little needs from where we're from. And so having needs that need to be met through a system um, as suppressive as the monetary system, the the pernicious usury uh, fiat system, it doesn't make sense. It would seem natural that anyone would abolish it, which it'll it's going to it's crumbling right now. But mm. the point to that is that you will have already understood why these are conflicts of interest or if they're issues. Mm. And you do understand when you're an earth angel or multidimensional star seed and all the terminology, uh, light worker um, that is from the angelic realm, ultimately, is you'll understand and know that the reason that you don't relate to such um, linear structures is because your default setting isn't that. I um I want to um just step through like some of the signs that that you get like I know you mentioned before feathers and coins and things like that and I've I've got a lot of um psychic mediums in my life <laughs> it's like I have mm-hmm. this huge circle of them around me and and for a very good reason obviously um but um there's one in particular um that I used to do a podcast with and he would often mention the different signs that he would get and um, feathers was one of those. Um, but also a lot of people um, mention numbers, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. number patterns. Like that is a huge one for me. I get that so often. It drives me a little crazy actually. I get it so often. Um, and I'm like, okay, I hear you. I get it. <laughs> you know, uh, It happens very often. But um, I also get messages, at whether they be psychic, medium, I'm unsure, but um, I, it, it does feel like they are those messages where I'm being guided or I need to tell somebody something to help them or to just wake them up, you know. It's like I, I get these all the time. Um, and, you know, for, for most people who are not awake or conscious, they might not even know what's happening and just completely ignore it. Like what, what kind of signs could they look for to know that yeah. angels are trying to communicate with them? That's a good question. So there are many. And sometimes it will start when we are asking for the angels that it may be as subtle as the coins and the feathers. I mean, I've been in a space where I parked my car in the only spot that was available. I opened the door and I looked down by my driver's door and there's a white feather there. I can't say that I saw it. When I pulled in, I can't say that I didn't see it, but it was right there in that specific spot. And that is absolutely a sign. And people might ask, oh, well, do you think maybe a bird flew by before? 
And it actually doesn't matter because the synchronicity mm. of encountering it in that specific place where you specifically are, and especially after asking the angels a question and seeing that, it's absolutely a sign. So I teach courses or I teach a course of um, group coaching about communicating with the angels. And one of the things that I teach in that course is the realization that when something appears as a sign and you try to look at it and say, is it or isn't it? Instead of doing that, just assume that it is. Because there's no, no such thing as a consequence that's going to happen because we assumed that something was from the angels and it wasn't. And more likely is the case that our linear or logical mind will find a way to beat to death the magic that is the creator of the cosmos to begin with, beat it to death in such a way to actually uh, filter out a sign that absolutely is. And I would also mention, you know, from the angels, they mention that when you're looking for signs, there's no such thing as a false sign from the angels. Mm. So to get your logical mind out of the way. And your question, of course, was about the many different forms that would come. And so the reason I mention the expansive nature in which it may sort of encounter you as much as you encounter it through the synchronicity of feathers and coins being on your path and those kinds of things. After you start to trust that these are signs, then it gets way bigger than that. You'll overhear a conversation and something inside of you will be alerted. And we call that resonating, right? You'll overhear a conversation where someone's saying something and you were meant to hear that because it was the answer to your question. You'll turn on the radio, you'll hear a song with the words, and your inside will just wake up. Again, resonation. There's a distinct feeling to resonating where the energy bounces off your energy field and you just like awaken inside and you're hyper aware, hyper alert, and you're going, oh my gosh, that was directly from them. Mm. And I've seen clouds shaped like the angels. Um, I went to film school and I was sent there by the angels. And I know that ultimately it's for making films that are for the advancement of this conscious movement. And one time I had a meeting and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all this? This is a lot. This is a lot to do all this. So I put my computer down. I go to uh, meet my cousin and I leave and the clouds in the sky looked like thousands of angels descending. I took a picture of it and I sent it to some people. I was like, they're all shaped like angels with the wings and everything. And it looked like there were thousands of them descending because I had asked the question when I put down the computer how am I going to do all this? And then when I saw all those angels in the clouds, I was like, oh, that's right. They're helping me. Well, I decided to pull off and get a tea. And right next to where I parked 
was a place that was like a barber shop and it was called Halo Haircuts with the angel <laughs> halo right there. What a bizarre name for that. So you see kind of the the range, right? That this can happen. And uh, again, you have also t-shirts that someone could be wearing as they're walking by you that has a message. I love to share with people how one time in the beginning, when I was uh, in a bit of the dark night of the soul, as people call it, it could also be called the light night of the soul, where the light is illuminating you. And I was concerned or worried about something. And suddenly someone cuts me off on the freeway and I get forced into a lane behind a truck, a big, I think you call them lorries, maybe we call them semis in the United States, the big, the big trucks, the big, yep. the big trucks. And I'm behind one of those. And in big letters, it says, in God, we trust. Oh, okay. So I'm supposed to trust. There's so many different ways. Mm. And that's just to name a few, mm. but you'll know, you'll know what happens when, you know, hopefully somebody doesn't have to cut you off on the freeway, you know, to get the sign, but you know that when that happens and when you see it, that it is a sign, you know, when you hear those words, that it is a sign, you know, when a feather materializes out of thin air, that it is a sign and all these different ways, the minute that we start to actually trust that everything is a sign, then all the stops are taken away and the angels can use literally anything because they know that we're going to recognize it when it comes through. Mm. And it's really, you know, getting back to that that consciousness and that intuition as well, you know, like um, I think a lot of us were so, we're just not tuned into ourselves, we're not connected to ourselves, we're just, you know, so highly, you know, energised with nervous energy all the time because we're go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And we don't quiet the mind and the body to actually even listen, you know. And I think mm -hmm. if we can find a space for ourselves and I find meditation is probably one of the, the best ways to even get that connection and awareness and to be able to listen. Um, you know, I, I've got some of the biggest visions just by doing that um, and that's how my whole agency podcast, everything came about was because I just listened, you know. I just listened and let it flow and a lot of people just don't understand that they're just like oh don't you just it's all woo woo just you know get over it <laughs> but it's really just consciousness being awake yeah mm -hmm. yes and I'm going to add something to what you just said that's perfect because I just heard it drop in from them Right now, we're in a phase of really being so connected to the quantum field. And how I like to usually demonstrate that is I remind people that in nature, because nature is constantly connected to the quantum field, the flower and the bee, they find each other. They have an interdependent relationship and they find each other. Like the bee isn't like, oh my gosh, I need to do my shadow work. I haven't found a flower in a couple of days. And the flower isn't like, oh my gosh, I need to post five more stories on Instagram <laughs> so that a bee can find me today. <laughs> it's a quantum field of intelligence that leads them to each other. And the birds that fly in formation and the schools of fish that fly or that swim in formation and fly too, some of them. At any rate, 
we're connecting into that field. Now, as a result of that, one of the things that's happening is that we're not doing business the old way. The words, how does this happen, do no longer apply. The words, what do I need to do, do no longer apply. Because there is no how does this happen, and there's no what do I need to do anymore. There's this sort of surrender, and make sure you're having a whole lot of fun, because Connecting with fun is your portal to the quantum field, and this is where things are going to happen. I just started planting flower seedlings from the guidance of the angels, and it's so fun. And what a quantum activity when you think about here's these little tiny seeds that are going to become these flowers. I don't have room for all these flowers, but I already know who I'm going to give them to, who has a yard that could use them. And some of them attract the hummingbirds and the butterflies, which I'd love for them to have in their yards as well. Mm. But there's all kinds of different things that we can do, whether it's painting or creating these uh, beautiful gardens or something that's creative and fun. But in the old days, and this is how I ran my real estate business, I could work 16 hours a day. I could crank them out like nobody's business. I was driven, right? And one of the things that's happened from the angels is that drive has been replaced with being tapped in. Mm. And so there's an orientation that we have, having lived in the human world, where we like words like tenacity and drive and doing and how. And we love those words, right? Because they're super vehicles for us in actually creating these huge creations that we see or visualize coming through us. That's how we achieve success in the old linear way. The old linear way is going away. And for those that are tapped in, you don't really actually have that much access to it anymore. So now it's surrender, create, be in joy and laughter, be in community. Those are your super creators now. And Anytime we feel compelled into this driven kind of let me grind this out for 11 hours in a day and get all this done, we find that uh, what we're creating gets driven to a grinding halt and we just wasted our energy. Mm. Mm. And our angels are like, yeah, no, you need to trust us. We'll, We'll get this. We'll be guided when we're supposed to do something. And a lot of times these things are coming in of their own. Mm. That's why I especially leave the joke about Instagram and the flower posting five stories so that a bee will find her <laughs> or him. Because we are empowered with a message and we make it our business, so to speak, to do that. We're looking to reach as many people as we can. And angels are like, no. The people who we're supposed to reach with our message is the people who will find us via that quantum field and us, them. Mm. And there are other people that are meant to actually entrain in higher consciousness from other people. And there's some that are meant to entrain in higher consciousness with you, with me. And that's why we're all working together to create this momentum of humanity moving up in octaves. Mm. And I will tell you, 
I've actually been astral traveling vis-a-vis the angels at night, as I'm sure you have too, right? Mm-hmm. Def- definitely people listening in the audience are going to go, oh my gosh, I've been doing that too. But I've been taken to the ascension where there is no more of the suppressive vibe anymore. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, I was taken um, recently to um, this just beautiful scenery of humanity working in community with each other. And we'll be seeing visions of that now in our dreams because we're aware that it's coming. Mm. Yeah. One of the things, you know, like with human potential um, that I want to ask you about is manifesting. And I know that's mm. something that a lot of people are are really hot on that buzzword at the moment um, in 2023. Um, and, you know, I've been fine-tuning a few things uh, recently and just just for fun, really, just to see what happens, you know. And people are like, how on earth do you have all of this stuff happening all at once? And mm-hmm. it's just one thing after another. And they're not little things, they're big things, you know. I'm like, I saw this months ago, I committed to it, and I put it out to the universe and I let it go. I didn't worry about the how. I just let it go. And people are like, but how did you do that? And I'm like, no, no, there is no how. Like you said, like there's people say to me, how how do I do this? I'm like, there is no how, just trust. Mm -hmm. Trust Mm -hmm. and know and be very specific about what it is you want and where you want to go. And the minute you put that out there and you commit to that, let it go. Don't hang on to it because if you are sitting there with that energy of, of need and lack, then it's not going to happen. If you can let it go and trust with love that it's going to come back to you when it's ready, man, the stuff I have seen, and I've just gone, well, there it is, you know, and it's right on time, exactly when it's meant to be. I mean, Mm -hmm. in terms of manifestation, what kind of things are you seeing? I love that you brought this up because a lot of times we separate this into just talking about the purification aspect of this, if I could use that terminology. Mm. But technically, the whole point of this is the manifesting, is the powerful conscious creator that's within. And that is why there is this whole momentum of moving out of a linear orientation into a quantum one, is because quite literally, who we are is an aspect of the creator, all caps. Mm. And what is the creator? The creator is the master manifester who manifested this cosmos into being all together. And what are we doing in these uh, contraction-oriented bodies in this temporary world and all of that? We're having an experience of remembering who we are. Well, by nature, who are we? We're able to manifest through thoughts, not lower conscious thoughts, but higher conscious thoughts, And by energizing those thoughts with the frequency of what? Unconditional love. So if we notice how our lives play out on a path, everything that we experience, if we look at it, is leading us back to remembering in what way are we a conscious creator and activate that. And yes, consciously creating things that we truly desire to experience. The desire is an indicator that it already is. 
And so now that we're moving into the state, which is really exciting, where we already know that one, everything that we desire indicates that the path to it has already been paved. Two, and this is a big one, we're not these meat suits anyways. And yes, we absolutely do deserve these big, huge manifestations that we have desire for. Absolutely. There would be no other reason to be here. And that knowing that and watching it play out is the fun part. And like you said, without the need and the sense of, or the false sense of separation from it, then guess what we can do? Amazing things. Well, since we are a piece of, or an expression of the creator, all caps, when we go do something amazing, then guess who up there is experiencing it with us and who's enriched. And I have to remind people that the creator wants to experience that just like you do, because it gets to experience it with you. And if it's spending, and I'm saying, I always used to use this as an example. And now I found out that I'm quite literally doing this, but if it's just to go spend six weeks in Hawaii, then that's what you're meant to experience because it makes you and the creator richer. Now I say that I've been using that as an example for years and years. And by the way, I literally just booked a ticket to Kona <laughs> and that's it. A one-way ticket. Wow. Speaking one of way. manifesting. <laughs> well, it's, I know that the rest of it is yet to come, but I've been doing this thing recently because I'm a digital nomad. Mm -hmm. I get guided that I'm supposed to go somewhere and then I do. And all these magical things occur. So one of the recent pieces of guidance that I got was that I meant to go to Hawaii for like six weeks and go meet people and expand and synthesize the message, connect with Mother Earth and, and uh, the Lemurian um, aspect there. There's also uh, like Telos, you know, Telos that's underneath Mount Shasta. There are other civilizations that occupy this planet but they do at a frequency in which we cannot interact with them directly because they're not at this lower frequency. And speaking in terms of the ascension, um, and I don't mean to go all the way on this tangent, but you know we're up leveling, so we're going to be at a level. So when people talk about the separation of those that are not vibrating at a high frequency with those that are, Think about people of Telos and the Mayans and such who actually still occupy the planet, but they're at such a high frequency that we cannot go to their geographical location and see them. They're mm -hmm. there, but we can't see them. The people of uh, Telos underneath Mount Shasta. Well, I've recently connected with a civilization that is underwater off the coast of Hawaii, which we will never find because... Uh, they're at a higher frequency until we raise up. And the angel said, when we do that, we're going to start finding all these other civilizations because we'll be at the same frequency, which I find fascinating. And I channeled this connection where I astral traveled to this place off the coast of Hawaii. And if that wasn't enough, I took people into hypnosis who went to the same place and connected with the same people. So I know that I have a connection with those people. And of course, that's the whole Lemurian and that type of energy. So 
I was asked to go to Hawaii for a little while for what I don't know, but I know it's meant to be miraculous. And the only portion of the trip that I knew was to book the one way to Kona, which is on the big island of Hawaii. Mm. So I booked, I booked a ticket to Kona from LA. And that's all I know right now. The trip is like two months away from now. And I know that the rest of the details are going to come via that manifesting. And I have a hunch that this is also a way of up-leveling that manifesting aspect of actually the act of receptivity, which is the most powerful doing that we do with manifesting is just receive it Mm. or be in receptivity as the divine feminine. And when we do that, it just comes in. You know, that's one of the trips I took was to New Mexico and about a week later through Podmatch, which is how we met, I met someone that lives in Santa Fe and she opened up a ton of doors in New Mexico and I just went. And that was like a week after I got the message that said, you're going to New Mexico. And it was magical. And the people that I met were amazing. Mm, yeah, it's it's incredible, isn't it? Like um, mm-hmm. just, when was it? Six months ago, I, I went to LA um, and it was all through connections in the podcast. Like, and mm-hmm. I got to meet a lot of people that have been on the show and, you know, it was just incredible to, to bring that energy to life um, mm-hmm. despite the distance, you know, it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Like we'd known each other a lifetime and there we were. <laughs> yeah. And that's it's exactly insane. what's happening too. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what's happening is we're meeting up with all of our other buddies Mm. from other dimensions Mm. and uh we're connecting and collaborating and uh doing our project here Mm. oh Seth I could talk to you all day seriously (laughs) I think one day I can see it already you and I are going to be sitting on the couch together just like doing this all day seriously I can see it (laughs) I saw it too so it's gonna happen (laughs) absolutely yes um, now, look, if people want to find out more about you and what you do and connect with you, where can they go? Thank you. Yes, you can go to the website, talktomyangels.com. And the two is spelt T-O, so it's talktomyangels.com. And from there, I warmly invite anyone to join my conscious community. It's an angel-inspired conscious community. It's complimentary. It's all about connecting like with like. I do two events where I indicate or I share what the angels have for guidance for us for the month. And then I also bring them in to facilitate some clearing and manifesting and intention. Um, They can do that from there, um, as well as a myriad of other things, readings, sessions. I published a deck of angel tarot cards and I also teach how to connect with your higher uh, awareness through tarot and the angels. And um, so I have a community and course that uh, works with that. But um, I definitely would love to see people in the community and uh, as we connect and really make a difference. Absolutely. Uh, now I've got the last big question for you, Seth. And um, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I want to hear it anyway. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Unity, unity, unity. And how do we bring it to life? We step into the knowing that we are all the same being, but in a different body. And from that place, there is no need for activism. 
There is just knowing that we will all be brought together by divine means. And there is no need for anything else to worry about the division that's going on in the world right now, because all it is is a pathway back to a greater sense of unity, because unity is who we truly are. So if we have to go to the depths of despair with division to discover that there's no such thing, we'll come bouncing right back like one of those boomerangs in Australia. (laughs) That's your territory. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Seth, for this angelic moment in time. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.